Okay, welcome to episode four of the Dime Boxing with Delco podcast. Uh, this is Alex uh, Delco Rips. I'm excited to dig in with you this week with uh, with Danny Dimebox. Hey, what's up? Oh man, happy to be back. Episode four, first three episodes have been pretty fun. Uh, might be looking to have our first guest on soon. Who knows? Episode five could be the magic one to uh, bring someone on to, but. Uh, I want to start it off with some exciting news here. Uh, my man Delco got a pretty sick job. He's going to tell you about it right here. Yeah, so <clears throat> it's been my dream pretty much since the national to be employed in the hobby. And I have had a car business and been doing that full time. But, you know, I kind of wanted to bring some stability back and be able to hold some cards and kind of get away from uh, – just like, you know, the constant flip life and move into something more stable in the hobby. So I interviewed at PSA in June, um, but I, I came in second to somebody with more experience, big bummers. And I've been kind of looking for that opportunity um, because, I you know, I really want to stay working in cards. And I, I took an interview with uh, Collects for their Card Dealer Pro software, a sales job with them. And got an offer and got the job and have started this week. Um, it's been awesome. Uh, basically, what Car Dealer Pro soft, uh, does is, is you can scan your sports cards into it and it automatically titles and gets them ready for import in bulk into eBay. So you can really list uh, cards at a rapid pace. In fact, in the last 30 hours, I've doubled my listings from 200 to 400. Uh, using Car Dealer Pro, mostly all low-end stuff uh, to start out. But um, yeah, you can see kind of it just allows you to to upload and scan in bulk. So yeah, that's what I'll be doing. It'll allow me to be at more shows and I'll be you know hitting it hard in Q1. Um, it'll allow me to make sure I'm at the National and the Mint in Vegas and you know just all these different shows throughout the year. Um, and I'll have a more of a presence, uh, either be set up as a vendor or uh, talking to dealers about Car Dealer Pro. So, uh, yeah, that's the news. I'm I'm really I'm psyched about it, and uh, you know, happy that I'm cementing myself in this hobby that we all love. Oh man, that that's awesome! Congrats. I mean, that's that's living the uh, living the dream. There, you mentioned how it can be, how you you know you can be doing some stuff at shows as well. So, bringing it back to some show talk, we last night got to have some fun. Uh, got to be in a card draft for an upcoming show we got in the Philly area, Fishtown Card Show. Uh, our boy Brett hosted a little bit of a, a content event for that uh, last night. Um, it was me, Delco, Ryan at Philly Cards 25, Koch at Koch Cards, and Mezzi, uh, as well as Brett. And we went in order picking some cards. Uh, you could pretty much pick any card you wanted. And then what's going to happen is you're going to have the opportunity to vote for which card team. So, you know, we pick cards and they make up our card team. And whatever card team gets the most votes, uh, that charity will, the charity that they pick will get a hundred bucks. Like me and Delco teamed up for it. So um, our charity is the uh, SPCA for the uh, rescue dogs. So, we get the most votes, 100 bucks goes there. Um, Delka, you want to talk about some of our picks there? Because you were the main, 
I asked you to step up. I was like, I, I was like, I don't know how great my picks are going to be here. I, I had to let Delco uh, take the lead here because I, I thought he would be able to do better than me at that point, and he did. So tell us, tell us what picks you came up with. Yeah, so I wanted to basically skew it a little bit towards Philadelphia because that's who's going to be voting on this as attendees of the Fishtown Card Show. So uh, with our first pick, um, we went with the 1997 Allen Iverson Green PMG, limited to 10 copies. Um, just a classic kind of Allen Iverson card. I won't, I was thinking about going Topps Chrome Refractor, but I, I do think the second year Green PMG limiting to 10 overall copies is just like a little bit more rare, uh, potentially more coveted. So that, yeah, that's the direction we went one, and then I'll give our second one, uh, and then I'll let Dimes take over. But we did the 2018 Joel Embiid Black uh, Optic one of one. Uh, the picture is just awesome. Uh, him blocking Mo Bamba. It's my personal favorite um, Embiid card. And just a little segue before I kick it over about that card. The Black 101 was actually on Instagram it, this summer uh, for $100, right? Or $1,000, I'm sorry, $1,000. Uh, and I was like, man, that seems like a good price. Uh, I'm not really sure. I kind of second-guessed myself. I thought it was a good price initially. Second-guessed myself or whatever, got sidetracked, didn't buy it. Uh, it ended up selling from CJ Card Collector on Instagram to Alt directly. And Alt ended up, they bought it for the thousand bucks. They took the risk. They might even got a better deal on it than a thousand. I'm not sure, but they ended up selling it on eBay or actually on Alt fixed price, I should say, for 1800. So goes to show you sometimes, you know, like your eye, your knowledge, you know, once you've been in the game a little bit, I'm having to remind myself to trust my instincts a little bit more because if you see enough cards, you eventually can recognize a deal. Um, I think people like that have stuck around this for a couple of years or it, are into their third or 10th year, you really, you, can, you know what, what is a great deal, especially on something as rare as that. So anyway, that's a little side, way, uh, side note about that card and um, it's a really cool one. And then I'll let Dimes give our final two picks uh, that we made for the, you know, the best cards of all time draft sponsored by the Fishtown Card Show. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's an interesting story there with one of ones. It's, it's cool because you can kind of name your own price. You know, somebody's got to come buy it from you. They can't get it anywhere else. And you never know. People who really want a card, especially that's so collectible. Him blocking Mo Bamba like that. And that like Mo Bamba had some hype coming in. Like people now will laugh at that, but you were in a song. Remember? Oh yeah. It like people, there were people legitimately hunting for Mo Bamba when 2018 Prism came out. So that's a cool, cool photo there. Um, Our next one here, Steph Curry, uh, 2009 Topps Chrome Super Fractor Rookie. It's a really interesting card, interesting set. Um, like I was always fascinated statistically by this card, just not the one of one, but the Curry Tops Chrome in general. Like it's numbered at a 9.99, so they're like impossible to find. Like you see, everyone who is Curry rookies has the tops. When people have the tops Chrome, it's like whoa. So I mean, the price like for they got so high at one point, like the PSA tens were like 80 grand at the peak. 
of the Curry base chrome. So they are always so much higher than the LeBron chrome 10, but it's just because of that rarity there, you know, and, and I think it, it having it numbered at a 9.99 is nice. But yeah, our pick was that Curry Super Fractor rookie uh, from 09. Great set. They're just it's impossible to pull any of the Curry crumbs from that. And then our One other fact about the Curry before you jump in there, okay. it, uh, it actually that card has never been pulled. So Ooh. that's one of the, the interesting things out there. So if you got a 2009 uh, Tops Blaster or Hobby, it's probably only in hobby in a hobby box. Give it a rip. I'm sure, yeah, no, I'm sure no one has that just sitting around. But yeah, just I uh, just wanted to add that in that that card hasn't been pulled yet. It still remains potentially out there in a sealed product. Yeah, and there it's such a rare product that there probably isn't many boxes because it's interesting timing. Like if you notice the 2010 class, the year after that, there's like no basketball cards. There's like Donruss and, you know, there's not really anything else. 09 was kind of similar. It was already dying down by that. So that's why the Chromes are numbered. There's not that many of them. They didn't have to print that many because they weren't planning on making that many boxes at that point. So, yeah, it, it's some rare stuff there. The fact that the one-on-one hasn't been pulled is crazy. I mean, crazy. I would have to think it's a few million. That has to be seven figures. Yeah, yeah, I, I, absolutely. And then, you know, that's what makes that box still so – I can't imagine when it gets pulled, like, the type of hit that, that those hobby boxes. But I'm pretty sure it's like an unobtainable rip. Like, you know, it can I, – I don't know the exact price, but it compares to the 03 Exquisite, like, type of rip for, uh, for, for one of those. I mean, you're going after Harden. You're go, you know, there's some big refractors in there. Um, I'll look it up. I want to say it's at least 20K, if not if not 40. So, And the LeBron and Kobe stuff from that set sells insane as well. Like anybody who's decent, like they're refractors, especially if you get them in good condition, they sell huge. But yeah, I mean, imagine pulling that super fractor, especially if it's pack fresh, could be a PSA 10. That'd be, is that, would, would that be the biggest PSA 10? Uh, no, because you have the Manos. The Manos got PSA 10. So. But you you know, it would be one of the most iconic, you know, basketball PSA. It would, you know, it it could go down as like the most iconic basketball card, or it could also I I could see it breaking records um, for you know highest basketball card ever if it ever got pulled and went up for sale, even in a nine, really. But if it was a ten, I think it's it's fair game. Yeah, and uh, our last pick was also Super Fractor one of one rookie. It was Bryce Harper. Best player in baseball, Philadelphia Phillies superstar. Uh, his 2010, not 2011. 2011, I'm not a huge fan of that look. I know it's a more valuable. I know it's his true Bowman Chrome first. I like the 2010 where it says first Bowman on it. And we're not talking the auto because that isn't, there are no autos in that. It's just the um, just the regular rookie with the, or with the first Bowman Chrome on it. Um, so it's a super factor one-on-one rookie of that. I, I just love that set. I think it's cool that he's in a USA jersey because I don't want him in a Nationals jersey. You know, I'd want him in either USA or Phillies. So the USA one I'm fine with. Rookie one-on-one. Um, just, I, I love that card in general. Super attainable card. Talk about an easy card for collectors to get. Like, especially, I know Harper is loved here in Philly too. Um that card, I would assume you could probably get the base raw for like 20 bucks. And this is just me guessing off the top of my head, but probably 
really attainable, but we chose the uh, Super Fractor 101. Uh, I thought it was a pretty fun draft we had. Definitely looking forward to uh, Fishtown Card Show coming up. Uh, always a nice, nice one to go set up at and walk the floor. Uh, free parking, which is nice. I know last time, I think Brett was, get, they were giving out like water bottles in there. You never see that at a card show. Usually, you know, you get killed if you money. Affordable food too, right? You know, affordable food. But yeah, it's a, it's a great show. Like always in a nice, it's in a beautiful place, beautiful showroom, natural light. Um, highly suggest checking that out and then stay tuned. Uh, and then in the coming days for the rest of the picks from the different teams in the draft um, and then like more content coming out uh, from that draft. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was a great time. Thanks for Brett for having us on and uh, letting us, you know, plug the pod on there. Um, but segueing kind of into the next thing uh, in the last week, we found out as a hobby uh, who purchased the Luca Logo Man 101 off of PWCC. Um, and it turns out it was Shine, who is a, if you don't know, is a pretty notorious, you know, the highest of high end card collector in the hobby. Um, you know, even, even higher end than Vegas Dave. Uh, he, <laughs> so, you know, he's, he's, you know, behind a lot of the big buys, I mean, that you see. Um, when he posts his cards, like they're usually just like, you know, six figure plus, sometimes seven figure cards. The story basically goes like this. Um, he sold it to, uh, I guess, Jack Elman, uh, who's a, a resident of Texas, prob probably near Dallas, um, who is a huge Luca fan. And uh, Shine bought it for $400,000 and sells it in a deal uh, to the guy, Jack Elman in Texas. Uh, I think that's his name. I hope I'm not getting that wrong. Um, but uh, he sells it to the guy in Texas for uh, 4.5 million, right? And then Shine turns around now a year and plus later and buys it back for a little over 3 million, um, you know, uh, a, a 1.5 million less than he just sold it for and kind of reinvest in this huge card. I find that fascinating. Like, I mean, I, maybe I've done something like this on like a couple hundred dollar level, but at like the millions level, like mind blowing, all sorts of ideas like are sparking from this of why he would do that or, or what. But yeah, what did you think about that Dimes? I mean, it's just wild. Uh, I think it's awesome. He, you know, pretty much uses profit to get his card back. Um, which is really interesting. I still think that's an insane price on Luca, just because of how early on Luca is. It might end up becoming a great number on it if Luca ends up becoming like the next, you know, if it goes MJ, LeBron, Luca, you know, if he becomes one of those type of players. I personally don't think he'll get to that level, but um, I think that would probably have to be the only way it becomes worth it, right? Like he would have to end up having multiple championships, multiple MVPs, and be in the greatest of all time discussion for you to make money on buying one of his rookie cards for a couple million bucks, you know? And I'm just not a huge fan of the whole NT, you know, player worn. Now it's not even player worn, but, you know, I think for Luca it might be player worn. I know it's not game worn, uh, one-on-one. 
So I, that's not my type of card, but I think it's awesome because he, he used his profit to get his card back. And I think that's something that we can use in the hobby a lot. Like if something's hot and you don't want to sell it, like there's, I've done this a bunch of times where it's hard to let a card go. Then I think to myself, am I going to be able to get this card back for cheaper in the near future? And a lot of times the answer is absolutely. So I think that's a good move. Sell it buy it back for free later. That's right. And he got to do that with an insane card. So that's awesome. Good for him. And, and so you're mentioning shine and how high end his stuff is. And just to give our listeners kind of a perspective so that he just posted, you know, his, or a little bit ago, five days ago, he posted his Luca NT logo, man, you know, that he got that back. But uh, his last post before that was, you know, just, just casual posts here. Oh, six, oh seven exquisite basketball. It's the triple logo, man, but it's not like uh, it's a LeBron triple logo, man, but it's not three LeBron patches. It's LeBron, Jordan and Kobe one on one from exquisite logo, man. Uh, the one before that is a great looking three color LeBron exquisite RPA. The one before that is the Zion black one on one from Prism, the true black. The one before that is a BGS 10 LeBron gold. And it's just insane. I mean, you know, Giannis True NTRPA BGS 9.5. And that's a tough grade on that. Um, but yeah, insane stuff there. I feel like guys like that are ultimately, you know, good. It's good having that type of money in the hobby. So I think it's cool to see. Happy for that dude. Because I think overall that ends up, I think guys like him in a way it's it's good for us to have them in the hobby you know putting all that money in there yeah absolutely we need you know the more kind of money like that speculative money is definitely good for you know like eventually for for us uh, at our spending range those cards you listed just insane though like for him to be the same owner of the black zion 101 the luca 101 it's almost like you know, he's picking pretty obviously a lot of the guys that we would pick if we had to just if we had unlimited money and we could just grab him cards. So I do think that one way or another he'll be fine because he's going to own like, you know, in, in, in say LeBron, for instance, like there are LeBron Grails, but like, you know, the exquisite RPA is the 99, you know, like there's still 99. There's not like one singular card that you can point to and be like regardless of condition that's lebron's best card right and i do think that you could say what you want about modern and overproduction and stuff but one thing that we've we've narrowed it down at least and we have options for a scarce best card that in a modern set um, whether it's, you know, an auto, you can even categorize it into two, an auto versus a, a plain card, you know, answering that kind of with Wallace 101s, uh, Logo Man 101s, or Black Prisms. So, like, um, you know, I do think that that's, it's, it's just interesting and cool uh, that, that, that that's all owned by the same guy. And, yeah, I mean, just a wild, a wild move. Uh, I'm going to try to take that back and buy some things, but it's definitely a good, it's a rosy way to look at the hobby. Like, and I, I love what you said about, um, you know, letting a car go while it's hot, knowing you can buy it back, especially on something like, man, like a purple ice, like the 149, like it sounds rare, but you know, if there's a hundred PSA nines, like 
there's not a hundred holders, you know, it's just never going to be the case. You're always in a couple months going to be able to find one again. Uh, so you always have to think like that. Yeah. Um, just looking at his page, just cause I couldn't help myself, but keep looking at it. He just scrolling through here. Giannis, the 2013 prism Giannis is true gold in a PSA 10. Um, that's insane. Uh, this is just, I'm just really, he has the Lamar uh, Prism Black Finite rookie, his true Prism 101. He looks like, I don't know if he still has this one, but in August he posted the Herbert NT uh, Logan Man 101. Hopefully he didn't hold that one because that has to be down. But I want to pivot here. We were ta- I mentioned the product release before we came on and you brought up a pretty good point. So we're talking about products that we could bring up. I said Hoops Basketball is coming out in like a week. It comes out January 11th. And Delco's point was, who cares? <laughs> well, I, I okay. So I understand the need for a low-end product, right? Like a low-end basketball product, like that is a good thing. And it's much better than Chronicles, right? So I'm not, I'm not poo-pooing Hoops Basketball in general. Like I'd love this to be the low-end product. My point is, is it really low end? Why is it priced the same? Why is it so expensive? And also, why have they not figured out how to put some sort of chase in every box possible, right? Like, I guess you do have those like uh, ink on card uh, autos every once in a while. They're super rare, um, like the the Curry Zion and uh, all of those and the Lamelo Zion. Like those are cool, but um i i really feel like just at like the retail level the mass level most hobby boxes like i think even the case hit level there really isn't a good chase in hoops basketball and i also think that at retail especially this is my right point exists a blaster pretty much costs the same thing for prism basketball as it does for hoops basketball if not the exact same price we we're going to need some parity in the pricing structure. If they're going to change, if they're like, it should reflect what the overall ultimate value of the cards are going to be and the ultimate value of the chases. So, you know, I really think that I hope that's a change from fanatics where they at least have like a two tier pricing model where a hoops basketball blaster maybe is only 15 bucks compared to like a prism last there being like 25 or 30 whatever it has to be create some difference i think here's when you need hoops you need hoops when the market is so hot that prism blasters are being sold out at 5 a.m at target and being sold on ebay for 300 dollars the same day that's when you need hoops but here's the problem when we had the boom they were also buying hoops at 5 a.m and then hoops yeah. sell, the hoops blasters were selling on eBay for like 50, 60 bucks. I remember that. I because re, I remember being in the hobby when 2018 hoops released. I remember it's Trey Young on the cover. It's like kind of like a brown box. Um, hobby. I'm talking about hobby. And like I remember LCS is like I remember going into I think it's like Sports Car Playground and like them having it and seeing it for like so cheap there and them kind of like even hinting like, yeah, like this is, you know, kind of like the junk prep. But then a year later or two years later, everyone wanted that. And, and it's interesting to see how like that's, and now we're back to nobody wants it. So I think hoops, they'll start 
slowing down printing hoops and stuff like that maybe you know they can chill with the hoops premium i don't know did they even make hoops premium or was that no it was just a one year one year thing for hoops premium but (laughs) i mean that's i mean come on what do we do but they can you know chill out with making those bonus products when they start realizing like oh we're even printing too much of the prison blasters now those may even be sitting on shelves so like that's one and i think here's another interesting point i think the reason panini is now delaying the product so much is so that they can do stuff like this release hoops because guess what hoops now the wax is going to sell for them at first because you can't get any prism of these guys you can't get any optic you can't get any contenders these are the pro uniform rookies that you can get for these new guys so it will sell if they release hoops after prism optic contender select and all that other stuff is sitting on the shelves that stuff would be firewood but the value the only value of hoops is that it's the it's before the other pro uniform products that's the only value of hoops yeah i remember i was one of those guys uh you know maybe not at 5 a.m but i was definitely going to target trying to get myself a hoops blaster at for even just even in in 2020 you know trying to rip for or i guess it was 2021 trying to rip for Lamelo uh and anthony edwards and i got i remember i pulled like a Lamelo don ross base this is not hoops but similar and uh you know i think it was going for like 80 bucks on ebay at the time like because it was you know like lamello's first card pandemic was going on lamello donross base raw was like 80 bucks which is just crazy that's i i remember speaking just random thing i remember like clyde edwards hilaire after he had that a really good first game his donross base rated rookie because it was like the only football product out, we're going for like 50 bucks for all on eBay that night. And then I remember the Mac Jones, Domers rated rookie PSA yeah. 10, going for like four grand. So I think Hoops product can be a good lesson teacher. And that lesson is don't just pay crazy prices because it's the only pro uniform rookie of these guys. Once the other products come out, this stuff will tank. It will be the way the whole time products are releasing. You know, let's say Select gets released before Prism and Optic. When Prism and Optic come out, those Select rookies will go down. You're flooding supply. And with how many boxes get released, it's just the way it works. So I think the only value in hoops is that it's out before the others. There's no other value. I mean, yeah. they have like sweater, you might get a, a sweater patch that that some dude in the factory put on his he put it's a sweater he put it on for a second the dude who makes he who makes the packs and then he took it off and cut it off like come on what are we like nobody was wearing the sweater you're not fooling anybody you know i mean come on give us a break with that the holiday sweater the holiday sweater patches are awful they're so terrible uh, that's actually, you know, that's the variant of uh, of hoops basketball the winter edition. I wonder if that's even maybe it'll just get like released at the same time um since we're like so far after christmas like they're kind of messed up the release schedule yeah that's another that's a whole nother thing yeah i mean you know what bring hoops premium back i think we need yeah. another you know what just like they did prism black they should make hoops black and put it in chronicles too make hoops premium black there you go 
And then Hoops Premium, Hoops Premium Red, and then Hoops Premium Blue. Screw it. You could have a million rookies each of these guys. Anyway, to get off of this rant, um, with, speaking of basketball, um, some people, I saw some interesting posts. I think Roth Cards posted basketball cards are about to be going up because of all these crazy stat lines that have been dropping. So in case you missed any of them, Donovan Mitchell had 71. Luca had a 60-point triple-double in an incredible game that they won in overtime. Um, Giannis dropped 55 in a game. And Bede's been putting down monster stat lines, carrying the Sixers to some wins. Um, Zion did just get hurt, but before that, he was really, really putting up some numbers. Um, just some massive games. Kevin Durant on a tear. I know they lost last night, but he dropped 40-something. Um, and then you have some random sleepers. Like I, I was t telling Delco how like, I got to go through my boxes and find all my Ty Jerome stuff. And I, I probably do have some Ty Jerome junk just because of the year he came out um, and how much stuff I have of that year. But he, he, I think he had like 18 points off the bench last night for the Warriors. It's like some of these guys are coming back. They're being re like revived out of nowhere. And like um, Trey Mann up from the G League had 21, I think, the other night, looking pretty good. Uh, looked good during the game, too. I mean, he can move well, um, seems to be able to score, which is a good sign. But, I mean, the NBA is exploding right now. Games seem to be a lot higher scoring, but like, there's some monster stat lines. The Mitchell, 71 points, insane. Luca, not only did Luca have the 60-point triple-double, but then he dropped like 52 against the Spurs a couple nights later. So it's been insane. But in my opinion, I don't think this is going to make basketball cards go up that much because we're starting to get used to it. Like yeah. when you have guys dropping 50 in the same night, it's not the same way. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? I think having all these is bad because lowers the reaction people are going to have. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I don't, I, it's also, it's just this seasonal thing, right? So you have when football ends, you got some attention juice, you know, baseball hasn't started yet. It's got to shift somewhere in sports world and naturally it would go to basketball. The one thing I'll advise you like there's some there's some key accolades that typically will help car prices. All-star games, especially if it's your first, people view that pretty decently. Um, I remember uh, you know, people kind of once they reach their first all-star game, they see a, a nice jump in prices. Um, and then really I would be starting to think about who's already, you know, in a good position for the playoffs in terms of their record, and who do you anticipate? being there as a favorite in the playoffs because basketball cards really I feel like they really move come June uh depending on who the favorites are who's going to make noise in the playoffs like that year that John Moran I don't think they got out of the first round but he was putting up like 40 points in the playoffs like they you know his cards went insane and that's the type of stuff that really drives you up and if you're not going to have that moment this year. You're like, I think SGA is a great example of a guy not to reach for in this moment. Like, I don't want to, like, I would love to own an SGA card, a really nice one, but I'm not trying to buy them like rapidly right now because he's really hot, but his team likely has no real shot at making any waves in the West. I, they, I'd be shocked if they made the playoffs. I don't think they're even close. So like, eventually they wear off 
and people won't be, you know, going after SGA the same way. So that's my, that's my, that's how I read the basketball market. I think he's right, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's like, I, I think people will have staff fatigue and I, I don't think it's any, like, yes, there's some high stats this year, but I think people understand the relativity of all that. Yeah, I, I think it, you know, scoring's going up. The more you have, the less excited it's going to get people when you go and do that, you know, especially when you're having them in the same night. Like, I think if I'm correct, the same night Donovan Mitchell dropped 71, or maybe it was the next night Giannis had 55, but those games were like super close to each other that you didn't even really hear about Giannis's 55 point game. And nobody yeah. even realizes that Embiid won uh, December Player of the Month, averaged thirty-five points. No one cares. <laughs> I mean, no one, no one's talking about him. He's not even listed as like a top three MVP candidate. The Sixers are two and a half games out of first in the East. Doesn't matter, you know. Like, I, I think it's a fair point. Like, I think your your point is really good, actually. Like, it's the stats. The stats aren't going to do it the same way because there's definitely stat fatigue. And there's also the NBA is in great place. Like I remember, I, I you know, back kind of when the Sixers, like AI Sixers were like almost good, but they weren't quite like actually good. I felt like um, there just wasn't as many good players as there are now. Like it's incredible how many guys are just like amazing right now in the NBA. Like, I feel like, the league is in such a better place, especially the quality of the last all-star on the team and the people that don't make it is so much better than it was in the early 2000s. Like there was like some really sketchy people that were the best at their position or even like on the fringe of all-star teams then. So, uh, you know, just, you should just appreciate that, like, you know, how good the league is. And I think that has to do with the staff fatigue in addition to the more possessions. Yeah, and the SGA point is great. I think SGA's prices have gone out of control. And the reason I say that is because I'm pretty sure he's now selling stronger than Trey Young, who's been an all-NBA first team, I believe. And he also um, carried his team to an Eastern Conference Finals, uh, probably one of the youngest players to do that that we've seen. Uh, And his stats, was he the one he led the league last year in assists and or two years ago, he led the league in assists and points, right? I think you're right, yeah. Definitely assists. I'm not sure about the points, but I think you're right. He's put up insane numbers. But anyway, I mean, he, he should be priced more than Shy. You know? But that's insane. That Shy's more than him now. Um, Trey's super underpriced right now, in my opinion. It's just tough to get his stuff because all the shilling that's going on. There's no – you can, can't really establish a real market on him. But um, – but, yeah, I mean, that's that's some good takes on the NBA there. I think it's going to be some some stat fatigue. I mean, the MVP race is so wide open. Like, all these guys are putting up monster seasons. Like, you got Jokic, Luka, then you got to bring Tatum, Giannis, Embiid. If Zion would have stayed healthy, I think he could have slipped into that mix if the Pelicans kept winning. Um, but he might, be, he might be kind of thrown out of there now with that injury. But... We'll definitely keep keep an eye on that race. I mean, who who do you see maybe emerging down the line? I, I really think, uh, to be honest, I don't like this as a – I want it to be MB just for him to get one for all these backup, backup uh, second-place MVPs he's had. But I really think Tatum 
I think Tatum's the guy. I, I like the. I mean, the Celtics are really good. I think uh, you know, just like well constructed team, like top to bottom, and they're like they're elite where other teams are average. You know, like I feel like you know the point guard position, we kind of get infatuated with it, but it's pretty amazing, like how good the twenty fifth best point guard in the NBA. It, like they're like borderline all star. You know, like they're like very good. Uh, so if you look at the list of the, just all the point guards, it's like, it's wild. So it's like, that's a really deep position. And they just like, they have like these scoring wings, two of them that are just kind of something that a lot of people don't have is as good of a defender and offensive combination of Tatum and Brown on the wings. So I think that, you know, gives them a leg up and they can just kind of come back when they want to. They can play defense um, every night against every team. They can outscore you. Like, they have a lot of ways to win. It seems like they're starting to get get bored with the season. They, like, start off so hot, and now they're, like, just kind of losing some. But, you know, I, I think it could be Tatum's year to, to take the MVP and separate himself. But I think that's what will happen. Eventually, all these guys, like, their record, like, will someone will separate themselves in terms of team record which usually if a lot of guys are just kind of crushing it on stats, if there's a tie in stats, it'll be whoever who's on the team that wins their conference, you know? So I, I think that it's the Celtics year to win the conference. I do just as a Sixers fan, I'll note, I think that MB, you know, like we match up great. Um, you know, I think we, we could beat them um, even as good as I think they are just because, I don't like the, I like the matchup in the Sixers favor against uh, Time Lord and Al Horford. Um, I feel like we got a good shot at, you know, Embiid having a great series. But anyway, that's kind of my uh, couple of MVP thoughts. And uh, yeah, I think that'll be a pretty good place to uh, wrap it up for this episode. Thank you to those that are out there listening. We're definitely going to start reaching out to some people be some possible guests you ever have a question you want us to throw on the pod we do have a separate instagram account for this at dime boxing with delco uh, on instagram or you could hit up one of us at danny Dimebox or at delco ribs thank you guys for listening have a great night